on a series called Finishing Strong. And this is our last installment uh, for the year. Is it? Oh. Yeah, quite exciting that we've got Fiona doing it. And instead of winding things down, we've been really saying we trust in God that he actually wants us to dial things up. So would you start to just do a bit of a roaring, loosen yourself up, clap for fee as we dial it up a bit, yeah? Yes, 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 so I, I hope I've loosened you up, you want to finish strong, yes, yes, for those of you girls in the church, this is, this is, um, this is just a, a small token of our appreciation that we put the one who knows how to finish strong at the end of the series. <laughs> the one who put her hand up for, I'm feeling not strong. Over to you, Okay. Is that going to work? Like that? Yeah? Okay. Hi, guys. <clears throat> so, one of the things that I love about this church is how we are free to be authentic and that it's totally okay for me to stand there and stand here and be preaching and put my hand up and say I need prayer. Isn't that wonderful? Like I don't have to have it all together and I so don't. (laughs) And that's, yeah, it feels safe, it feels like family and it's just wonderful. And yeah, so I just love how we can be real with each other in God's presence. Um, yeah, so as Carl mentioned, I don't know if all of you have been here for the last two weeks that we've been doing this series on Finishing Strong, um, but we've been weaving through the story of Moses and Carl started off with talking about calling and how despite Moses not qualifying himself, God totally qualified him and called him and through that, he was able to respond to God and go on this adventure. And Cal spoke about how our promised land is God's calling over our lives. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, that God really meets us at the level of our hunger. And that we are called to be a people who are unmoved <coughs> and who are desperate and who are more hungry every day for what God wants to do in our lives. Um, And then Dave carried on weaving in Moses' story and we had this beautiful moment of standing up and holding each other's arms up, just like Aaron and her, I had to look that up, I didn't know that her was the other dude, who held Moses' arms up while the army was fighting. And... That's just just such a beautiful picture of community and how we need each other and um, how God provides, even when we couldn't come up with the ideas or even know ourselves what we need, He knows. And then He also calls us to look at what we have in our hands. And yeah, Dave spoke a lot about that, about when you know what your calling is, then... The next step is surely to be like, well, God, what have you put in front of me? What do I have now in my hands? 
um, and then where to from there. That's a beautiful foundation for being grounded, being called, knowing what you see, and then where to from there. Um, and Dave also spoke a lot about faith and us encouraging us to be a people of faith and to know what we call to, to know what we have, and to actually, from that place, then believe that God will do what he says he'll do. He will fulfill the promises that he's spoken over our lives, and he will do the impossible. Um, and that God just completely ignored Moses' unbelief. He just, like, Moses brought it to God, and, he, and God just almost went you know, on a tangent because he doesn't respond. He, he, he's so kind. He's such a good father that he'll just move past our place of unbelief. Um, so I just, yeah, I really loved that setup. And today I want to carry on and talk about, um, yeah, from that place, from almost a revelation of those things, how do we move into transformation? What does that look like? And I saw online this week, our friend Julian Adams posted a great quote that is so in line with what I want to talk about. And um, yeah, he said, it's not enough to have revelation if we don't have transformation. And then following that, he said, every generation has a specific call to bring transformation to the earth and that it's time to move past revelation into transformation. And that's a transformation that begins in our hearts, moves out into our church body, and then beyond into the world around us. And I just love that because God is such a multi-dimensional God, such a multi-purpose, big enough God that he is able to speak one word and it achieves multiple levels of transformation. And so we don't even have to figure out, okay, God, you know, I need to know exactly what this word or what this action is doing, but I trust that you are a God who fulfills your purpose and your will through an obedience surrendered me and brings transformation on every level. And I might not even get to see the fullness of that on this side, on this earth. Um, yeah, so I want to kind of set a foundation that Alexander Fenter said well for me, and I won't be able to do it justice, so go read his book or <laughs> listen to his amazing talks that he did here over the, the weekend he was here. But he so amazingly spoke about the difference between uh, the Greek Western mindset and then the Hebraic mindset or culture, way of looking at things, and how Jesus actually operated in the Hebraic worldview and um, it's so different to how we've grown up um, and he spoke about how the Hebraic mindset would enable us to carry two seemingly opposing realities at the same time so like Jesus was a man of sorrows but was always deeply joyful and to our western mindset that logic would seem off like we we would want to make sense of everything yeah. um, I know, I'm not sure if you're the same, but I like formula, I like things to work, I like predictability and linear progression and ticking things off lists. And uh, yeah, I guess it's part of being human, but it's also part of how we've been conditioned to see success as a 
kind of one way I start here I end there I've ticked that off then I'm moving on to the next yeah. list on my uh, transformed life journey <laughs> um, but I think God sees it a bit differently um, and yeah he likes to in a good way frustrate our sense of logic and our need to package and make sense of everything um, and so I, I like to see it kind of as instead of wanting to climb a mountain from start at the bottom, get to the top, fastest way there, rather I have this picture of God in our transformation taking us like on a contour path in like a circular route in our life's journey. And I didn't do a slide, but I did a drawing. <laughs> Please excuse my drawing. I should have got one of the artists among us to help me. But I hope you can um, see this. Just winding up, taking things to a new level here. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me explain what I'm, what I'm seeing here. Um, so, as I said, we want to start here, we want to end here, and we want to say, okay, Lord... I was so obedient to you. I did the sozo. I said the prayer. I wrote in the journals. I did the exercise. I'm healed. Done. You know, next thing. Um, and yeah, God often takes us around and around and around. These are paths. The wait. This is a mountain. Just to be clear, <laughs> these are these are like contour paths going around the mountain. And so these are kind of representations of different, uh, you know, sort of seasons, I would, I'd say, in life. So this is my representation of a desert, this side. Then there's a sort of shady, sort of average, everything's kind of okay over here. And this is a waterfall. Okay, so you can see that there's paths through the desert section that sort of go up. And... Um, as we know, God is always more interested in the process than the pinnacle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can, you've seen endless kind of nice Insta quote snapshots of these things, but the actual walking out of it, I think it's good to remember. Um, yeah, it's just not as simple and easy as, as we would want to believe. Um, Okay, so let me give you an example. Um, if you're anything like me, you like to throw babies out with bath water and kind of find yourself in this place. It's a hard place. You're struggling. You feel like you're not hearing God. You don't know what's happening. You're not feeling filled with vision. And so you're like, okay, Lord, I'm here. I've already walked this lower level of desert, and now why am I here again? Because I've done this already. Anyone relate? <laughs> and, and you're like, I, I feel stuck, it feels the same. Have I even changed? Did that in a healing session even work? Um, did, that, did you even hear that prayer? Like, why am I here? Um, and then you're like, okay, God, I'm gonna actually. Take a moment, you're going to sit me down on a rock, and I want to hear 
what you have to say about this place. And in that actual moment, there is power and there is transformation. In that moment of recognizing that that in itself is a season and it's power to recognize that God is moving, that he is speaking, and that you get to speak that out, is transformation. So you hear from God, you realize, actually, I'm here now and I'm probably a bit more capable and filled with character and maybe a bit more hope and some new skills and some extra people around me, then I was here. And so I'm going to take this moment and, yeah, and take it as a victory and declare it as a victory, even though it doesn't look like a victory at all. It doesn't look like waterfall or trees. It looks like desert. <laughs> but you decide, okay, God, you are faithful. You have me here for a reason. This is part of your transformation. And so I am declaring it. And so there I am. I'm sitting. I'm declaring. And there's power in that transformation. And then I hear movement from behind another rock. And Jess's Jess head pops up. And she's like, oh my gosh, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that. <laughs> she was there, lying down, trying to find some shade behind a rock, hearing me declare the goodness of God and his transformational power in my desert space. And yeah, she's like, help, I, 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 need, I need support, I need transformation and we're she's able to piggyback off my victory in this season and we're able to walk together and go forward and yeah it's it's those moments that are powerful in themselves and I really feel like God would remind us to actually kind of take stock and not to just want to rush on from yeah whatever crazy season you find yourself in um, and, they, and then also, oftentimes we would want to go from here to there and skip the bit in the middle, right? <laughs> because it's taking too long, it's too painful, etc., etc. You can come up with many reasons why you just want to go up a level. But, yeah, I felt God reminding me that His order has meaning and intent and like even as, as an example in wanting to see transformation say I have a vision for the city and I see fatherlessness as this huge issue in Cape Town and I have this plan and this vision and I want to mentor young kids and get a group together and I have I have it all and God's given it to me and I'm going but then nothing happens and no doors are opening and I'm frustrated and I'm like, God, you gave this to me. Why is this not working? Um, I want to be here and it's just, yeah, it's not happening. And then I hear him say, okay, how about you ask me what I want to do in this space before you can get there? How about actually... I want your relationship with your earthly father to be restored before you can get to that place where you're in the right 
place for this vision that I've given you. Um, and there's such kindness in God's timing and in his order um, that we are so weak to understand sometimes, which is totally fine. And God is gracious and kind. Um, but yeah, I feel like he just wants to remind us that transformation in his eyes is often different to our picture of it. Um, and that it takes longer. And waiting is not fun. I don't like waiting. I'm tired of waiting. <laughs> um, but God is always moving and always doing something. And I trust that. And I encourage us all to trust what we can't see. So, yeah, what I'm essentially trying to emphasize through all of this is that we do want transformation God's way. Um, we want complete trust in the journey that he has us on. And we need to be, on the one hand, malleable and childlike enough to trust him as a good father. And on the other hand, also to be focused and awake and alert and full of wisdom enough to recognize the season that we're in and know where our calling is in that, where, what we have in our hands to do within that, and even how to leverage it. Um, I think you have the picture. Um, yeah, there's amazing power in once you know who you are, once you know what you have, even in whatever season, to be able to say, God, you're a God of increase. Your kingdom is one of increase. And how am I going to leverage this transformation in my life? Like, it is for me personally, but as I started with, God is always on a multi-purpose track. So to be willing and aware to be obedient for what he has on all the levels of transformation that he's working on at that time. Um, and... Yeah, what a joy and a privilege, actually, to be in that place. In a safe place, in a place where you're so surrendered and you're so trusting that God has got your good at heart. Um, but you're expectant of how he's going to use it all in every season. So I was a little disobedient in continuing to keep on the Moses track. I'm going to jump to Elijah instead. But if you want some more Moses, go and read Exodus 33 about God's presence always going before him. That's a good one. <laughs> um, but, yeah. um, but I wanted to look at this amazing story in 1 Kings 17, where yeah, God just uses Elijah as the prophet in bringing about transformation from his wild obedience and faith. So at this point, God asks Elijah to announce to everyone that there's going to be a drought, that there's going to be no rain, and this is his role as a prophet to share with the people what's coming, which is all good and well until he's at a river that's drying up and people need water. Um, how often does that happen with us where 
We're excited that we've heard God, that we've shared a word, we've moved in it, everything's been good, and then we get to something that doesn't make any sense. Like, there he is at the river, he needs water, he's been obedient, and it's drying up. Now what, Lord, did I hear you right? What, like, I listened to you, what next? Um, then, he asked the Lord for a new word. The word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have instructed a widow there to supply you with food. So God had not intentionally led Elijah into disaster, as we often like to think. We find ourselves somewhere and we think, God, (laughs) is this a joke? (laughs) I followed you and now this looks terrible. God did not deliberately do that. And God was also not unaware of the drought. He was in, God is fully aware of the details that he's leading you into. But he always has a new word and a solution. But for Elijah, the grace on that word for that time was over. And he knew to ask for the next word. Um, He knew to recognize that he had followed the word of the Lord. He got there and now he was to ask for the next one. And he knew the provision would follow on his obedience of the new word. Um, Yeah, he felt a shift and the grace had literally dried up. So great, he hears the new word that he must go to the widow and get the food and then he gets there and the widow is like basically suicidal. (laughs) <laughs> she's, she's like, um, I've got some, about a handful of flour and oil, and I'm, I've got my son, and we're basically going to eat our last meal, and then we're going to die. Wow. <laughs> Great. Lord, this looks like a good solution. <laughs> um, yeah, I just love God. Like, he just takes the most impossible, ridiculous, almost looking ridiculous to us situations, and turns them around, um, flips the script completely. So, yeah, Elijah has trusted God, knows that God's word is true and that he won't let him down. And he is resolute. He's like, okay, whatever widow's name is, please make me some bread. And that faith and that obedience activates the supernatural and activates the transformation that he needs for the next season. And so from the drought to the fresh word comes the provision from the faith and the obedience. Um, And then from there, the food just keeps multiplying, which is incredible. And I mean, you can imagine the levels of transformation that's happening for the widow, for her son, for the people, for Elijah, across the board. It's like ripple effect. just from Elijah believing that God actually did say this, even though it looks crazy. It doesn't end there, though, because all is well until the widow's son gets ill and dies. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Um, And the widow comes to Elijah and says... Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Basically. (laughs) Um, 
it's just incredible to me. Like, I put myself in Elijah's shoes and I do not think that I would respond as he did. I mean, I would love to. That's, you know, where we are all going. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the depth of trust that he had in God's word is just incredible, that he wasn't moved, that he didn't let being blamed for someone's child's death stop him. He went straight to God. He cried out to God, and God showed him how to... He went and lay on the son's body, and the son came back to life. So how about that for another crazy flipping of the script, of just the kingdom of God being so opposite to the natural and just breaking in and and pointing to the glory of God. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I love that story. I love um, how, yeah, it just represents such, such wild faith. Um, and, and that's what God is requiring of us. It's what he does, and it's who he is, and he asks for our obedient yes and for our attentive ear and for our hearts to be close to his heart and to hear his words and to a lot of the time abandon logic and what makes sense to us in the natural. Um, just remembering another way I heard someone talk about the story of when Jesus raised Lazarus was in that culture they believed that the spirit of the body only left the body three days after death. And Jesus waited for four days to raise Lazarus from the dead. Um, And that just blows my mind in so many ways. He just was proving miraculousness on a whole other level. He knew the culture. He knew um, how to be relevant. He, yeah, and he was there in full humanity as well, weeping, it's just incredible how when yeah, God will almost seemingly leave everything to the last minute, and, but there's a reason. Um, and yeah, I just feel like he's calling us more and more into that place of saying, okay, actually I surrender because my natural knowledge and insight only goes so far. And how thrilling to be able to allow God to step into that space and to be able to say, okay, God, I just need you to do the impossible. And that's my answer. (laughs) I don't don't got nothing else. (laughs) Um, And that delights God's heart. And, yeah, he's a kind king. He... No matter where you are, no matter if you're hiding behind rocks, if you're delighting in a waterfall, he is delighted with you the same. And I just feel like such a a longing from him to um, go deeper and explore those depths in whatever transformation journey we're in at the moment. Um, Just to... Yeah, to trust him fully and to say, you are a good, you're a good dad. You've never let me down. It may have looked like it. It may still look like it. You may still not have seen 
the fulfillment or whatever's going to happen down the line. But he's still good. Yeah. And yeah, more than anything else, he calls us to, to love and to be intimate with him. That's the ultimate desire of his heart. And it's the ultimate desire of our hearts. Um, yeah, so I just I want to encourage us to be aware of what's the, where are you? Like, take stock. What is God saying? What season am I in? How can this transformation that I'm in be leveraged, be increased? We are people of increase. That's the essence of the kingdom of God. Um, and yeah, I want to have some time to pray um, because we do have time, which is marvelous. And um, I think often, yeah, we don't have enough time to spend praying together. Um, so, James, can you give me some atmosphere, please? <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't even have any specifics. I don't, I'm not going to call three different groups, but let's just stand, um, and pray and see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here, that you are speaking. And that you know where every single person is. And that you have extreme love, grace and compassion. For wherever we're at right now. And we just say again, we surrender to you, God. We, yeah, we individually and together, we say we trust you. And we know that you have always the best for us and that you're always moving and working. And so, yeah, God, I ask, come right now and speak. Just just take a moment to, to ask God, what do you want to say to me for where I am at right now? Just hear what he has to say. You all hear him. Yeah. feel like God's saying what are you what are you leaving behind like what do you what are you carrying that you don't need to take with you into you know looking back and going forward I feel like there's a, a reframing that God's asking of us that he's saying you may feel like there's disappointment over this year but let me show you what I'm doing with that or yeah reframing to is it really disappointment let me show you the victories that have been won through whatever the hard times have been let me restore that into hope going forward yeah so holy spirit show us what we need to let go of <laughs> 